DJ and PK reminding you, the 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah. As we count you down to the start of the college football season, it's the 60 in 60, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. Question of the morning. Why do people hate on the NBA? A lot of hatred, huh? Tons of it. Dave, comma, it's because the NBA decided to rub politics in our faces. Sports used to be an escape from that and all the stress of life. Now, we can't escape anymore. What's interesting, though, is the NBA didn't do any of that this season. Which I find, I don't know what the word is, puzzling. I mean, you went so strong on it last summer, mm-hmm. and then nothing this year? Now, individual NBA players may have continued it. But when you say the NBA, I differentiate between the NBA and the individual player. Whereas last year in Orlando, it was an NBA decision, right? The league put it out there without question. And unless I'm missing it, which wouldn't be the first time, the league this year backed off of it. I didn't really see. I think that's largely true, uh, and I can't speak to, you know, we don't see everything all the time, but there was a lot less of it. The taking of a knee during the anthem, the linking arms, uh, Black Lives Matters, uh, warm-up shirts. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there was less of it this year. Which I found puzzling. You went so strong last year. Well, what's the difference this year? But nevertheless, they did what they did. And individual players still the, say, say what yeah. they say or put what they put on social media. And I don't know how the league can control the players. I don't think they're trying to. I think they've kind of made a point of everybody's got freedom of speech and that goes yeah. back really to Daryl Morey and freedom Taiwan of speech, and But I, I don't know how much you have freedom of speech on the job. That is an excellent point because it's, yeah. uh, you know, it depends on the job and your surp- supervisor and you and your status. Well, no, yeah, LeBron, status is 100%. LeBron can, LeBron can say whatever he wants. Right. The 15th guy on the roster, easy over there. Right, so Kerr and Popovich can do whatever they want. Right. Uh, but Coach who hasn't been to the playoffs in three years, probably out of zip it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And if somebody should vo- uh, donate 500 bucks to some candidate who doesn't fit their line of thinking, then it blows up and it's a big story. Uh, what the crap? And the intent of the story was to embarrass. You can say what you want, but that was the intent of the story. Paul says, like everyone else has said, the NBA has become a platform for politics. Pretty soon it'll affect the college sports, like the issue with paying the college athletes for their endorsements. So politics is the big deal here. We're two for two on that. Oh, there's some other ones. Randy, the NBA has become the nickelback of professional sports. What does that mean? Nickelback gets mocked a lot for being just a lightweight band. Or I guess it used to get mocked a lot. I don't know if it still does. Oh, it does. It still does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what does a lightweight, this is a lightweight league? What, what, I guess. I don't yeah. understand that. Randy doesn't explain anymore. That's all Randy chose to share. Well, Randy. John says, too much show, not enough sport. Too much offense, not enough defense. Too much home advantage provided by refs. Too many games, too elitist, too expensive. First time I saw fireworks in the Delta Center, I was done. 
Really? I'll take baseball or college football <laughs> any day over the NBA. So fireworks did it for you, huh? Over the past 50 years, it has little by little been perverted into nonsense. It's perverted now, huh? Into nonsense. Well, I think little by little he's grown older and the old days were better. It's not in the afternoon anymore. <laughs> fireworks, huh? What, what, once the fireworks uh, outside... Uh, he, you have the basket on each side, and when mm-hmm. they went up in the air, I checked out. I literally <laughs> got out of my personal seat, walked out to the parking lot, got my car, and drove home. said, I will never do this again. <laughs> That's funny. Fireworks. Indoor fireworks. Don says, pretty simple, DJ. Fans are turned off by the likes of LeBron and Pals. How do I identify with someone making $250,000 a game and I'm at 50 grand a year. You guys in the media go to jazz games as I work and save for a month to take my family out to one game. The game today is destroyed by the money, and most of these players today are non-relatable as opposed to old-school throwback days. Yeah, so you've gotten older, and it was better back then. Okay, well, 20 years ago, John Stockton was making $11 million a year. I was who say, who Mal- relates to Malone that? Malone was making close to 20 towards you the end. You want to go back 40 well, years okay, ago? But I, don't, I think that the emphasis was more on the cost to go to the game rather than the salary. No doubt the cost to go to the game has gone way up. I think that's where that person was going as opposed to their individual salaries because that's all relative. Uh, when they were making 100000 you were making fourteen. Yep. So now you're making fifty, and sure, they – your percentage hasn't gone up as much, and their percentage has gone through the roof. Uh, and that's just the way of the world, man. There's always been rich people. There's always been poor people and middle-class people, and where you fit on the spectrum, uh, that's what it is, and try to be better. Try to make, make as much money as you can. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I'm making way more than my parents ever made. Are you kidding me? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> me too. And I'm wor- I'm making way more than I made my first job at the Casa Grand Dispatch. That's two hundred and ten dollars a week, and then after six months, I got a raise to two hundred and fifteen dollars a week. Wait, let me do the math on that. You were at what? You were at two ten. Two ten. And then you went to two fifteen so after that- six months. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And that was they required you to work 44 hours a week. Wait a minute. They did. Yeah. <laughs> the first four hours of OT, you didn't get no OT. You didn't, no, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. They didn't give, they didn't give you OT. There was, right. That's not happening. At the 45th hour. You, you went home? <laughs> you accumulated comp time. Ah, uh, okay. And so I literally worked there almost to the day one year. Did you ever use that comp time? Yes. Nice. Yes. So I got a, uh, like at 48 weeks, I got a job up in uh, Chandler, part of the Mesa Tribune. And so I had all this comp time. So that four weeks, man, I just put my feet up. I had to go in in the morning from 7 to 11 because it was an afternoon paper. So we had to get the paper out. So I literally, I did that. But 11.01, I'm out. Put my thumb to my nose and wiggle my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of that in a long time. You're not Italian. <laughs> and so I used that in four weeks. I had, I had accumulated massive amounts. I mean, it was a small staff, obviously. 
and I had accumulated massive amounts of comp time. So I used it then. So yeah. But now, I mean, that, but that's part of the deal. You know, I'm grateful for that experience. To, and I think everyone should go through it. I think you should go through that because then when you get there, it, it means that much more. I'm not a big deal, I'm a big guy on free stuff uh, in, in order to, uh, I, I, because that's my background. I paid for my own college education, every single cent. Not one dime came from anybody else, from me. And so that's my background. So, of course, I'm going to say that. Aaron says, drama queens think they're more important than the game. Is that different? Different than what? Than it used to be. Different than 10 or 20 years ago? There's always 30, been drama. 40 years ago? Yeah, there's always been drama. And that's not limited to the NBA. The NFL has plenty of drama, and it is the most popular sports league in North America by a wide margin. What's drama, though? I mean, what's the definition of drama? Oh, players holding out, players demanding trades, players in, getting in spats with each other. I, I suppose you can go in lots of different directions there. Players and coaches, you don't leave out players and coaches. Players want coaches fired. So not much different. No, I think that stuff's been going on forever. Okay. Before our times, Koufax and Drysdale held out for more money. That was drama. Good for them. If you can get it, get it. Robert says, rigging all-star teams, lots of prima donnas, <laughs> like LeBron, let others coattail off him. <laughs> rigging all-star teams? Perennial chokers. <laughs> what are you rigging all-star teams? Who cares about that? Not, not even a little bit. Perennial chokers. I mean, there's always that. That's the thing about sports: is a winner and loser every time you turn. Every time you turn on television, the, the Bucks or the Suns, someone will lose. Someone will lose a win. So that that never changes. Man, Robert gives us a long list. Number one, I completely disagree with. What? Uh, we will get to that next. DJ and number two, I can't read on the air. Robert, you know I can't read that on the air. Man, we'll get to that next. DJ and PK at ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the zone. PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call them at 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. So the question of the morning, how, uh, why, what is going on with all the hate on the NBA? And a lot of it is politics. We've gotten a lot of those answers. Danny, you're going to get a bunch of conservatives who are going to answer political answers. Well, that's true. But then we also got Robert who said, you know, rigging the all-star teams. And I told you before the break, <laughs> this guy gave us a list. I mean, he got into it. I knew that. That's why I stopped betting on the all-star game because <laughs> it was rigged. I stopped watching. <laughs> there, there's just all-star games just don't do it for me. There's just too many games on TV now. There's too much, too much stuff that's really competitive and way more fun. Robert's got a whole list here. Number one. There is no love for the game. Ooh. Totally disagree. I told you before the break. Totally disagree. 
I think in order to be great, you've got to love the game. Yes, because you have to put in the time, and and that is a lot of time. And if anything, and I know everything gets said for a reason, right? Everybody's got agendas. There's a long list of them. Near the top is always money, right? Uh, But there's just a certain basic, you just sometimes the truth is hidden in plain sight. And when you hear, uh, when you hear jazz coaches or front office executives say that, um, you know, we need organic improvement, we need internal improvement. That means important. That means long hours in the gym. And we see it with Joe. Everybody loves Joe. And just one little simple thing, the catch above the forehead. Yeah. Right. And to see that obviously that can only be acquired through practice. Yes. And repetition. And you have got to love it if you're going to put in that much time. Yeah. And you can't fake it. And no, you can't. Everybody will figure you out. Not just good front offices and good coaches will figure you out. The mediocre ones will. Even the bad ones will. Like, people know if you're putting in the time or not. And you got to love it to put in the massive amount of time. The right. strengthened conditioning coaches, and that, this isn't just a pro thing. You can go to Utah or BYU or Utah State or Weber State. They know if you're in the weight room or not. And they know how hard you work when you're there or if you're standing around talking. Right. See, for me, my problem is I was always last in the gym and first to leave. <laughs> limited, your, limited your growth potential there. <laughs> so I, you, some of these things uh, I get, and, and I'm, I get the criticisms, but they don't love the game. I, I, I can't go there. I cannot go there whatsoever. Yeah. Because I believe that there is a ton there, of love for the game. That's there, why they're good. There are athletes who are lightning rods, and we've certainly seen it with uh, somebody like Tim Tebow, and people love him or people hate him. Like, you got to love the game to try to go back and play it at a different position in your 30s. Bronson Kafusi, we just the had competition on. of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, try. You're only 30 years old in terms of Bronson, so uh, you may be out the door, but give it a shot. If right. you're out the door, you're out the door. And same thing with Tebow. Uh, if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it, but who's going to fault him for trying? Yeah. Two, players are a bunch of bleeps. Robert, you know I can't say that word on the air. Well, I usually uh, we take that off. You can delete that if it's profanity on Facebook. Three, all sports should be held accountable for their actions. I think they are. Yeah. Sports not being held accountable for their actions? What, I, or does he, or does he mean like players get in trouble and then they're just, if they're good enough, they're back and they're not held well, accountable? I mean, that's the truth. It's the old Kevin McHale line, axe murderer by day, NBA yeah. star by night. But at the same time... Is that I, any I, different I, than any other line yeah, of work? that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If you're a top salesperson, Whatever. you have more latitude yeah. than someone who's the lowest... Every business has its line. Yeah, and that's determined by the individual business that you can or can't cross. But do you think that it's just conservatives who are sick of the politics? Do you think there's any liberals who are saying, you know, I really want my sports to be entertainment? Is it just yes. a conservative issue? I think it's mostly. I think. Okay, I think mostly, if it's, I, would, I would agree with if that. It's, because, uh, because it's going against your politics. Exactly. So you're going to but disagree I, with it because it's against your politics. I absolutely think that there are liberals who are exhausted by politics the last That's few years. That's what I'm saying. Who, who yeah. are like, I just want to turn it on for the game. Right. But I also think that if that's what you want, that's pretty easy to negotiate. You know when most of the political stuff is going to happen. And you know I look at the ratings. I could tell you I don't, but you know I do. 
And people show up to games late. Not just, hey, they get to Dodger Stadium in the third inning. That's a huge cliche in Southern California. And they leave in the seventh. But TV in Utah, a game starts at 6 or 7 or 8 o'clock or whatever, and the ratings are still picking up at 8.30. Even people who want to watch the whole game don't watch the whole game. If you turn the jazz game on and it's 10 to 6, I mean, yeah, you may have missed a great dunk and Rudy may have already blocked a shot, but you haven't missed the best of the competition. And so as far as missing the anthem or whatever people are wearing during the introduction of the starting lineups or during the anthem or while they're in the layup line, that, that's all gone. There are plenty of people turning on TV with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Okay. Yeah, so well, I think that, A, you're right. I think there are people who are consider themselves moderates or consider themselves liberal or consider themselves completely apolitical, and they're tired too, and they don't want to hear it either, and they're exhausted by everything that's happened the last five or 10 or 15 years, at whatever point you start to get outraged by politics. But they know how to avoid it. Uh, yeah. Stay off of, stay off of social media. But it, well, why should I? It, it because you're avoiding on, it. Well, yeah, but I'm, you know who to follow and unfollow. Okay, on that, but still, it's in your face uh, a lot. And, and to, to me, I, I'm tired of it because I view sports as nothing more than entertainment. And when I go to a, uh, a concert, I don't want them to preach to me. I want them to play their tunes. I once heard Billy Joel say, I'm not telling you my politics. People aren't coming to hear me tell you my politics. They're, hear me, they're coming to hear me play Only the Good Die Young. I mean, and he's made quite the living at playing Only the Good Die Young. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so, and that's, and that's what I want. I don't, because I don't really care what his politics are. It has no difference. He has every right to have his politics. And it's the same thing with a movie, unless I'm going to documentary or something. I'm not looking for a speech. I'm just looking for two hours of escape. And it's the same thing for me with sports. I don't care who wins or loses. I don't care who wins or loses in a movie. Uh, I just want to be entertained, have a good time, forget about stuff, and walk out of there. And, yeah, that was fun. That, that's the way I view it. And so the politics, I have to admit, I'm a little tired of it. But at the same time, I roll with it. Because unless you're doing something about it, it doesn't matter. If you, it, when Donovan Mitchell did he put on a bulletproof vest one time? I think in a post game okay. interview in the bubble. That's all symbolic. But when he gives twelve million dollars to the school, that's not symbolic. That's real. Yes, it has a real impact on people. Yes, we'll never know who they are, but they're there. Right. And when you give scholarships to people. And they put some of the kids out there. That's what I'm about. The one, I mean, all the stuff about the job, but the one thing I get really, really excited for, and I hope we continue to do it because there's been a change of ownership, is when we go to Hidden Valley on that first or second Monday in September and we do a thing for Salt Lake Community, a Mm -hmm. fundraiser. Mm -hmm. That changes lives. That's what I'm about. Kenny Smith can get up and walk off the set. What the hell did that do? That was a nice, so dramatic thing as he walks off. He's going to let help the cause. Well, Kenny Smith might be doing a million things that are great that I don't know about. But all that grandstanding stuff, you put all the signs in the world you want in your yard. Great. Put them up. But go 
and volunteer at the school. There's two things you can do that really matter. Your time and your cash. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Time is money. Yes. Those are the two things. Donovan Mitchell gave $12 million. And there might be some tax stuff, whatever. I don't know about that. That's so far out of my league. But he gave $12 million. So if he wants to do this over here, I don't care. Who cares? What difference does it make? And so he's a young kid who's trying to find his way in a world. But he gave $12 million. That's what I'm talking about. Go make a difference. And he stresses education. So we can play, and I know the NFL I read yesterday is going to play the Black National Anthem before games. Play the, play the song. Play it 25 times if you want. But if you want people who are struggling to improve themselves, go help them. Provide child care. Do things that can help them realize the value of education. Because the value of education, I am a freaking product of this. I came from a janitor. This is the difference here, is education. Did your, par- did your parents finish high school? My father did not. And your mom did? With child. Yeah. And then... <laughs> they never talked about it, but it, we figured out the math. <laughs> <laughs> had, had that happen. Had that happen with my grandparents. My parents knew and just waited. And eventually like, wait, Dad, your birthday. You know, it's but classic. The anniversary, but, oh. Hmm. They have been uh, gone... Uh, Eight and seven years, right? Uh-huh. And so my father went second, like 16 months after my mother. So my sisters, who are way older than me, I was a mistake. And believe me, a lot of people still say I'm a mistake. Hell! Because <laughs> they had another one, and he was deceased, and so they didn't think they could have one. And then years later, I come along. So when they're going through, uh, after my father, they're going through the house, and they came upon the marriage certificate. And that was the first time we knew when they got married. Oh, <laughs> I had to go. I had to go to anniversary dinners with all the extended family in San Diego for my grandparents. So I knew. No, we, but you didn't. They didn't celebrate anniversaries. Never. Oh, ever. Okay. All those years. I think I'm not 100 percent positive, but I think when I put it together, we were literally driving in the car to a dinner. Oh. And uh, my sisters laughed hysterically <laughs> when they found it because they went through. It was down in Phoenix. They mm-hmm. were there. I was. I was. Uh, I was in route. Uh, and, and they were already there looking through. Yeah, stuff I mean, they lived there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were going through the stuff. They found the marriage certificate, which was actually uh, you did, did the math. So anyway, but uh, that that's what I want to see. So well, there's a. I allow them to do this other stuff because what does it matter? So. There is a lot of politics here, but there's another thing, and here's the thread. And once someone mentioned it, then a lot of people mention it. I know we got to go to break here soon. We got time. We got Bob Casper coming up with an open championship update. Uh, Brent says, I wouldn't say that I hate the NBA, but I do not love it like I used to. Since they added the freedom of movement rules, the quality of basketball has dropped. Really? I don't like it that if you breathe incorrectly on another team's star, it's foul. I enjoy it when they used to struggle for points. Brent, you're in the minority. When the NBA Ooh, scores man. got down, it was 92-86, and then it was 81-74. I think that's when they were struggling with popularity. I mean, I'm an offensive guy, obviously, so I love offense. The thing about the three, and I get that there are too many threes for some people, and they just don't want to turn into a long-distance you know, horse shootout, but to the degree that 
It has encouraged people to, not people, multiple teams to really move the ball. When there's a lot of passing and it's high quality, that is when basketball gets more fun. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I think the, 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 the playoffs were disappointing for the Jazz at the end there, obviously, but the regular season was a hoot. Seeing that ball move like that, yeah. I don't know that I had more fun watching this team in all the years we've been doing this job and we watch all the games because it's a requirement. Did I have more fun watching literally just the enjoyment of the beauty of the artful nature of the game than this season? And that one play uh, was in February, you know, where they threw the ball across court. Boyan Bogdanovich throws the the behind-the-back jump pass to Donovan, who throws the baseball pass, hits Joe on the forehead, and Joe just catches in one motion and drains it. That was awesome. It was Cross awesome. Court, like and twice. at the end, you're thinking, Joe, this is an awesome highlight, but you got to make the shot. Yeah, you got to make the shot. You miss yeah. the shot, it's not a great highlight. No. And he drained it, and that was a great highlight. That was a sweet, sweet play. I actually like that more than the alley-oops and all because all these guys can dunk. And that's just a product of their athletic ability. But this other stuff, Donovan with that one-handed pass that he does, I mean – I'm wondering if Joe can hit his fastball, tell you the truth, man, because he looks like he can chuck it, and so he might have a heck of an arm. He's whipping uh, a yeah. basketball yeah. versus a I baseball. I think he does have a heck of an arm. Yeah. The question is, can Joe just stick his bat out there and hit the ball? <laughs> well, it, And it, here's the thing. If can he Donovan, throws it in the same plane every time, but if he throws it high, low, inside, right. outside, I don't know what kind of control he can have because he hasn't played the game in a good long while. And how much movement is there naturally. Right. right. Yeah. So that, that determines uh, whether he can touch it or not. Yeah, if he just times it and just sticks the bat out and wants to bunt it maybe, but that would be up to Donovan to move the ball. But he looks like he's an incredible athlete beyond basketball. And I believe that the greatest collection of athletes in the world are basketball players. You're not the only one who thinks that. And so why yeah. would I want to have restrictions on freedom of movement? Because these guys, they run and they, they're so graceful. Watching Paul George move, it's like a ballet. It's funny you mention that. I remember being a kid and my dad was into sports and my two brothers and I, we were all into sports. Mom was not. So she, she was into the arts. and I knew so, it. Yeah, right? So Barishnikov, <laughs> and you mentioned ballet. Barishnikov is his legendary, right? I think he defected. So he was uh, What's-Your-Face's boyfriend on Sex in the City. Okay. So, was it Sex and the City? What so was it? Before in. Well, they were doing both. It, true. So <laughs> long before that. Uh, and so he's doing an interview, and he blurts out, and this was awesome. He goes, I love basketball. He says, everything that we train to do, that we practice, they do. But we are scripted. And tiny. And they just do it. It's amazing. They do what we do, but they just do it. Whereas we rehearse and script and do the same thing over and over. This is when the ball goes up and they just react. Right. So don't restrict their movement. No, actually have more movement, as much movement as possible. That's what makes the game wonderful to watch, I think, anyway. Randy says all professional sports seem to be becoming more political and less athletic. I think it's more athletic than ever. Well, is he talking about emphasis rather than I read uh, you every word he typed. So I took it as the emphasis. 
The emphasis is on politics versus the athletic. Ah, uh, okay. Certainly That's not athletes how themselves are more athletic. Yes, but I yeah. don't, my instinct Bigger says guys he's moving talking faster. about the emphasis. Yeah. They're getting Giannis, more political. Oh, when I was watching the game the other night and Giannis was on the fast break, I, I was amazed. I wasn't going anywhere. And then access, this is a big one. Brian says, because I used to be able to watch in or listen to Hot Rod, one of the greatest to ever call a game was Stockton Malone and having just one of six or seven channels over the air. Yeah, but they were going to retire and die. Okay, so, but does the fact that so many games have gone to cable and that prices some people out or satellite? Oh, yeah, definitely. He goes into that, the deal with DirecTV. Yeah, I, I don't discount that, man. I don't discount that at all. All right, DJ and PK, it's uh, – <laughs> there's one more good one in here before we go to break. Uh, Scott says, you know, if there's all the hate for the NBA, just don't watch it. It's your choice. As my dad used to tell me when he heard me bash others, he would say, quote, I'm sure they think highly of you too. Well, yeah, the, but we're asking why do you yeah. hate on it, and so they're responding. Yeah, yep. obviously, if you don't like it, don't watch it. All right, DJ and PK, we're switching, switching gears. From the NBA to the PGA Tour. The Open Championship is underway. Second round action. There are a lot of birdies. A new leader, Bob Casper, is coming up next to get us up to speed. Stay with us.